the future of photography. Adrian, what's the heaviest lens you have? <laughs> okay, there's oh, right into it this week. Right into uh, the heaviest lens I have uh, could be my Bronico 150 mil. I suppose uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's a fair chunk, um, uh, fair chunk of, of glass and stuff. Um, you know, being a medium fo- medium format lens, of course, it's bigger than some of the the little Fuji lenses I have for my digital kit. So yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. How about you? Uh, well, I think the the, the heaviest one I had at one point, but I sold it was a 180 millimeter 2.8 um, for a medium format camera for for the old Pentacon six. East German. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a beast. It was heavy. <laughs> but but no, I I haven't used it. Um, I almost never used it. It was one of those gear acquisition syndrome uh, victims, you know. It's like, I gotta have this, I gotta have this. And then I didn't do anything with it. Um, but yeah, we, we, we haul a lot of stuff around when we go out shooting. At least some of us do. And yeah. especially if you come from the full frame DSLR side, which is, I guess at this point, uh, probably among the heaviest cameras you can haul around f- as as a prosumer, and uh, th- so glass is definitely one of the things that makes these things heavy. The big chunks of of glass in inside the lenses. Yes, and so much glass these days. I mean, I know yeah the 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 ambition is to make lenses ever better, uh, and that's a laudable ambition. It gives us some great tools and, and toys. But you know, if I compare. Uh, I think uh, uh, the 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 recent Nikon, what's the new Nikon mount called? I don't even know. The the new Nikon um, mirrorless mount, they have a 50 mil 1.8. I think it weighs close to three tons. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, you, need, you need to definitely need a crane for that. You, um, yeah, no, it, 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 it's it's big stuff. Whereas my whereas my little nineteen uh, nineties fifty mil one eight Nikon thirty five mil lens weighs about one hundred and fifty grams, right. <laughs> and it's tiny. <laughs> Fits in my back pocket. So so a glass glass being kind of on the heavy side. Now there there are of course ways that the manufacturers are trying to to make this easier to carry around to make it lighter, and one is to. Um, to to make everything a bit smaller, and we're looking at mirrorless cameras and micro thirds and stuff like that, which also means that the lenses are gonna be smaller, so you don't need the bigger lens diameters anymore, and that helps with the weight. And, and cameras ditching the mirror boxes, which takes some weight out. So uh, one, I guess, one of the bigger selling points of these cameras is they are lighter. And that's mm, one yeah. way to do it. And then there, there's, of course, some computational stuff. If you look at the Sony RX100 and the, at the different iterations uh, with uh, lenses that are very, um, well, not, so, not too good by themselves, but there's a lot of computation in the cameras that make these uh, pictures still very, very, very good. But they, they correct geometrical things that the lenses do and you end up with with being able to put in a lighter lens that is not as well corrected as other lenses, but uh, so that takes weight away. And then there's the whole area of materials. Just make glass that is better, right? We, <laughs> yes. We've talked about flat lenses before, but those are still a way out. So don't think we'll see those anytime soon. 
But um, there are materials. If you go, if you go to the optician, if you get new glasses, you always have the choice between regular and thinner. Yes, and, and my, yes, I, I the, the the lenses in my glasses I think are about two two steps thinner, <laughs> and and that is and that is a, a, a function of the of, of the refractive index of the glass. How strong is that? And uh, normal glass has I don't know, uh, I think the, the measure is like one point four, one point five, and then there are other materials that have a higher refractive index, which means you can make them thinner. And there's so one is that then is the refractive the refractive index being a, a, a variable of, of how light travels through yes. a particular substance, yes. and it's the sort of thing that means that when you look into a, a body of water, it looks like all the angles are off because the light travels at different. Like speeds the light bends and, around a corner at 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 the at the junction between air and water, and the same is with glass. And if it has higher refractive index, then yeah, it. Well, for the, the, listeners of a certain age, it's the album cover of Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> well, in the end, a, 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 a gla- glasses or lenses are prisms, just with a with a round surface or with a with a um, not a straight surface. So there are several materials, and you can put them in cameras. But one material that I recently came across is called aluminium oxynitride. Or a okay. company, <laughs> yeah, a company named Sermit has has trademarked this uh, with Alon, A L O N. But it's okay. it's better known as transparent aluminium. Okay, so it doesn't naturally sound like a see through substance. Um, and no, and well, well, well done, whoever they might be for using the word aluminium. <laughs> of course, hey, we are we are over here on this side of the pond, so it's aluminium, um, and it's it's a ceramic. It's a ceramic that's composed of aluminium, of oxygen, and of nitrogen. Those are the I think the main components here. Okay, now you've really lost me because uh, aluminium I think of as a metal element rather yeah. than a, a non-metal so, element. So, so <laughs> just imagine by some magic that I don't know how they do it, and I probably they won't tell you, is uh, <clears throat> they are able to make this into a transparent element. It's not a metal anymore. It's a, it's a ceramic, but uh, okay. I think the name transparent aluminium sort of uh, rings a bell with uh, at least um, Star Trek fans. Because there was that okay, element. Fair enough. So it was passing me by, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, back in one of the movies, they used that to make a big fish tank for for a whale. So anyway, oh, so okay, but okay. but now it's kind of here, and it, it has interesting properties. It has a refractive index of uh, almost 1.8, whereas again, glass has 1.4, 1.5, so it 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 bends the light. Uh, in a, in a sharper angle in more so yes so so if the, so, so if, if i've understood that right then the refractive index the higher it is yes the the more bend it is compared to air so presumably the the 1.0 refractive index is that just you know normal atmospheric pressure yes. at sea level or something yes. like that right okay so so it is it is uh, it, it's it bends the light more and that means you can make a thinner lens with it so um that's the idea behind it. It also has interesting other properties because it is almost as hard as sapphire. So it is very, very hard. That's that's pretty hard. And you, they make sapphire crystal or sapphire glass, don't you? Because you get that um, quite often on on a watch face if you if you buy a watch. It'll or or glass. or if if you have one of the recent iPhones of the last couple of years, the, the lens cover is made of sapphire. So oh, is that it doesn't, right? ah, okay. it doesn't scratch? It doesn't scratch. So, but, so, yeah, same but sapphire is expensive, right? So um, this is apparently much cheaper to make. It's mechanically very, very strong. 
And the applications so far have been in things like uh, bulletproof glass, because okay. it is so strong. Um, there's there's uh, there's military applications. I've read about uh, uh, this this aluminium thing being used as transparent armor for helicopters and aircraft. Okay, so, so you could still you you could put you could make through. the windows of your helicopter, yes, uh, armored. Okay, all right. Yeah. So so I was I was looking <laughs> I was looking at is this being used or is there any chance of seeing some of that in camera lenses because it might make them lighter, more scratch proof, um, more yeah shatter proof if you drop something. Uh, but and there are apparently also a few issues. So um, one is that. Um, what I've read is that it has a higher, higher, it scatters light more. So apparently it doesn't transmit as much light as regular glass does. Right. Okay. So okay. some of the light gets lost in the process. And, uh, the area where I've seen it used is also in infrared optical windows. Like you have, you need, sometimes you need a window that infrared, infrared light can go through. And that is apparently easy with that. So, there's like windows in electronics for laser communication and semiconductor stuff. And they okay. are also planning yep. to replace the windows in space with it. If you look at the uh, ISS stuff, uh, they have this one area in the ISS called the cupola, which is this this place that has these, I think it's octagonal and has all these windows around so you can look down at Earth. And mm, it's one right, of those okay. places that the, that the astronauts love to be in, just hang out and watch and take photos um but that that has has laminated glass and those and that is i think prone to scratches so that when they take pictures from the iss through the cupola windows they now have to be careful to find a place to shoot through that doesn't have scratches on it ah, so, okay yes so at least that is in one article there was like a plan um to replace the okay. windows so okay, um, wow! I mean, this is this is news to me, as you can tell from my yeah. reaction. Um, but the the idea that you could take a a a metal element and turn it into some sort of ceramic that also had the you know that that was see through, um, that's yeah, that that's quite a leap for me. But <laughs> so happy to, happy to go with it. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I do not really know where this will take us because, um, of course, when we look at what does this mean for the future of photography, thinner lens elements might be in the books there. Lighter lens elements might be in the book there. Might be a cost factor. Um, but there's one area, and I think we probably might have to wait a bit longer for that because uh, I've only found one reference, one uh, one single reference that is quoted everywhere of a camera or lens manufacturer looking into this as a as an element in the lenses and that was a rumor about Zeiss uh looking into transparent aluminium for a pancake lens that they plan to do okay wow but, that, that yeah it's but that rumor goes back uh, into almost a year to May 2018 ah, so okay mice i don't know it it could be one of these things that they are they are still working on and making a product. It takes years sometimes to come out with a new product, but um, it might also be that they've given up on that. Same as Apple has given up on their air power mat. So you never know. <laughs> well, I can I can think of stuff though. I mean, you you've heard me talk quite a lot about one of my favourite cameras, which is my Olympus Tough camera. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, that you know that that could be uh, a candidate for something like this. If you've got something that's strong and you know armor plated, I, d- I don't really take photos anywhere where I'd need an armor plated camera, to be honest. But uh, uh, thankfully, um, but the you know if you could make stuff like that, you know, strong, uh, that that would be great. I mean, the 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 particular the the design of the Olympus Tough camera, at least the model I have, which is the one before the current model, um, is is that it has or it, it does have a zoom lens in it and elements of it move but there's a there's a plate uh, 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 on the front that doesn't you know um, so so nothing mo- nothing moves outside the camera because otherwise you'd be able to get all the dirt and water into it of course um, and uh, that front plate uh, like a filter if you like is uh, but built in is it has got a couple of scratches on it hmm. um, uh, it doesn't um, it doesn't impinge on the photo quality uh although to be honest when you've got a camera like that it's more about what you take photographs of and where than it is about ultimate photo quality i mean it's good don't get me wrong but it's not as good as as, as something that is you know uh, has a sensor that's much bigger and, and better glass and stuff like that but uh you're always um always glad to have you know that little tough camera around with me um when i go out and about and and doing things where there's dirt or water or both <laughs> Yeah. So, so aluminium could be good for that. Yeah, this stuff well, if it's if it's strong and scratch resistant, that'd be good. <laughs> Again, I, I I don't I do not know where this will go, but it's one of the things that I have in my in my search alert box. And whenever something new about that comes up, I will get a notification. So I'll keep a close eye on that. And yeah, maybe we're looking at materials is a is a very interesting area, and I think the combination of materials and computation will will change photography again sooner or later. It, it, so, so it does. And sometimes it takes a long time. And I can yeah, t- tell you a, a story um, uh, about eek, 25 years or so ago. Um, I used to work uh, as my very first job, actually. I used to work for the British Ministry of Defence. And I worked on a site where the materials research was the thing that they did. Um, and uh, it was uh, there, there was some there was some really interesting stuff that they did, real interesting science stuff into materials and yeah, whether they were uh, metals or ceramics or other, other things as well. They did uh, a lot of battery stuff as well. Um, and of course, we th- yeah, we think nowadays batteries rule the world don't they but 25 years ago um, nobody had mobile phones um you know uh, or very very few people and there weren't such things as you know electric vehicles or anything like that so it was a very different world for battery research back then but it underpins everything that we do today and you know so i uh, you know, i think you know I, i'm not sure that we'll be doing another show on this next week with some sort of major breakthrough <laughs> but i bet not. if we were to come back to this <laughs> right, in five years time or, or 10 years time or something like that you know we'd be able to point back to this and say do you know what chris was right to have that google search <laughs> that google alert chris you know well, uh, and, and then of course at that point people would be saying well what's this thing called google you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right we'll all be using bing by then Uh, (laughs) thank you very much um okay i guess that's it for a very short episode this week but um still one that i think might have a influence on photography sometime in the future sometime yes watch this space but not too regularly (laughs) If, if if you if you work for one of the companies that do this transparent aluminium thing or that use it um yeah we want to talk to you so just get in touch info at the future of and we'll be back in a week 
with more. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.